are now entering the fourth. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 27 of the Fork Podcast. Woo! Yeah! yeah! Episode 27, we're here. Awesome. Guys, awesome. yeah. <laughs> we've been through so much. It feels like it's been so long since we've done anything. I know, I know. Hey, man, come on. You know, uh, you, you've been traveling, Ed? Yeah, and Kevin's gone through not one date, but multiple dates since yeah, last checked out with Yeah, I, I, I did some speed dating last night. I got some speed dating under my yeah. belt. So now we, we've talked about Kevin's last date. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now girl. you've had a new experience with a new speed dating. Twenty three girls. Twenty three. So I, like I went on a date with twenty three girls. Kevin, how does the speed dating work? Like you just you only get like a certain amount of time in front of three each girl. Three and a half minutes. Yeah. Could so, you tell how crazy each woman was like within that that? Yeah. Did you have a planned intro? Yeah. No, it was it was really just just shooting the shit. Yeah, like the whole thing yeah, was just introductions like, and start. Uh, I'm Kevin Ford by American. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try to I try to find something weird to comment on. Like, hey, you got hair. Uh, so what do you look at? Like, point something out. You know, so how you, much how much time do you have with each? each? Three and a half minutes. So in three and a half, and then minutes. they come along and they tap you on the shoulder and they're like, oh, "It's time to go, sir." It's time All to right, yeah. zip so up your pants. D- describe <laughs> describe the whole experience. Like, how did it start? What? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you come in there, you sign in, and uh, and and there's uh, there's all these. Uh, oh yeah, like each girl has a number, so the girls stay still. They stay in their seats, and then the guys are the ones who move around. Like guys always the doing the work. I know, always right? While the girls just sit there. The guys exactly. always move around like chess pieces. Yeah. No, yes. I'm saying the girls just lay there like lazy lovers. <laughs> and I made the mistake of uh, of drinking water the whole time, so like it sucked. By the time I got to girl number fifteen, I had to pee so goddamn bad it well, was crazy. I, what What drove you to drink water? Was it just the stress? Well, I was just no, hydrate. Yeah, I was just hydrating. Yeah, he, just, he's like you know. a living species. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like, why on I mean, earth would you drink water? Uh, oh, don't tell me you breathe oxygen on your yeah. speed dating. Well, I mean, like Ed, you and I have sat down and talked before, and like, I don't guzzle water down, like you know. Whenever you well, guys because over- he because he kept on getting to get up and walk to a new thing while those stupid right. girls just laid there. Exactly. Fine, I yeah. can see that. So, Kevin, keep going. What happened? <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so the guys move every three and a half minutes, yeah. and basically, yeah, you really only have time for introductions, just at, just back and forth, like, uh, like, what do you do for a job? Where do you live? Uh, what do you like to do for fun? And then, like, by the time you're done with that, then it's then it's time to leave and like move on to the next person. What did you wear? Uh, I wore my my cool uh, zip up sweater shirt that nice. I, uh, oh, I had on Friday. You, you fucked up. <laughs> what? No, it's it's. It, it makes, well, I, I think it's, that's a nice shirt, and, and it's <laughs> and it's very slimming, and it makes me look skinny because it's black. So I was like, so I wanted to look skinny and and have my hair comb, you know, so so it looks like I like I got my shit together. You do have your shit together, Kevin. Yeah, but I want to project that. It's hard to project that, though, in three and a half minutes. I mean, really, how do you project okay, that you have well, your shit together in three and a half minutes? I'm mm. sure that there was a, a rainbow of personalities that you that you that you dealt with. What was the cuntiest thing that you that you heard? Um, there's uh, there's one girl. Was, I'm sorry, the was c-wordiest little, thing that. You, well, I, well, I will say, like everybody was wonderful. All the girls were awesome, and it was everybody's first time too. That was kind of interesting. That's cool. That's yeah. what they say. They're sluts. <laughs> But I mean, I guess one girl was a little sarcastic. Oh, okay. Paint the picture. Um, well, yeah, it was just like she wasn't really. Oh, oh, yeah. This one girl uh, wouldn't look at me at all. Like I was like trying to talk to her and ask her questions, and every time she would talk, she was just kind of like looking all around, not really making eye contact. But I chalked that more up to shyness and just nervousness rather than her being a. Yeah, not making eye. (laughs) (laughs) Not making eye contact. That that doesn't give you like like when you chalk it up. It's like. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and you, and you have scorecards too, so you you rate them from wow. one to five. Yeah, you know what? She wasn't looking. You should be like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna mark you down on eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Just you? so you know, you're losing points, Kevin. You cunt. Can you tell? <laughs> can you tell? Let me guess. What type of cake is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> No, it was very funny. I don't mean to say that. I actually was. Okay. Can you tell if a girl is crazy in three and a half minutes? I don't think so, because none of them came off as crazy, yeah. Because they're on the best behavior. They're all good liars. I mean, I felt I, I felt bad, like, like aliens, you know, like when they, they first, you know. So, so Some of them were, were, uh, were more able to come up with answers to the question of what do you do for fun? Like, because some of them were like, oh, I like to do this and that and this. And like, like oh, well, but then the other ones, it's like, oh, what do you do for fun? They're like, oh, uh. I watch movies, and so, so sometimes would, I go out to a restaurant. So they would, <laughs> so they would get a five if they said "fuck you" uh, for fun, <laughs> but, yeah. but then they would get a zero if they said "fuck other guys." <laughs> yeah, because it's because it's a trick question. Yeah, you know? there is a right answer <laughs> to what do you do for fun. It's true though. Like in three and a half minutes, like I mean, it's deceiving. Like if you had a, an alien species trying to convince you that you're human, mm-hmm. in three and a half minutes they could totally do that. It's just it's only if you like live with them that they would, you know. Like show their true faces, but I think, and also it was it was very loud because it's it's like twenty couples at once just blah, 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 like talking nonstop, you know, trying to get all their info out. So it was it was very raucous, you know, it was very uh, okay noisy, and and I, I had a hard time uh, hearing like whoever I was talking to sometimes if they weren't like naturally a loud person if they were like kind of a quiet talker like, right, right. I kept on going I'm sorry what I'm sorry what and then it was time to go and I'm like I, I missed like everything you said I'm sorry okay so who, who tell us about a couple of situations where it, you're like she's okay she's nice or whatever but this is definitely an automatic zero. <laughs> oh well sometimes it's just the looks alone you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, you gotta you sit down and you're like, Kevin, oh, you're you're describe, old. Describe a few of those. Like, well, you know, like old and overweight, and you know, like really just desperate. You can tell, you know, how how what was love the me. oldest? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would sit down and love me. What what was the what was that, the that's, oldest? That's uh, me on a Oldest date. was like mid forties, probably. Really? Yeah, but there were a lot of young chicks though. I was surprised. I thought it was gonna all be old, desperate, failed people. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there was actually a lot of cool chicks there. Like I felt old talking to some of them. Really? Yeah, like talking like like when I moved to LA. Like yeah, after I graduated, you know, I did this, and they're they're thinking I'm talking about graduating high school. And I'm like, no, I graduated college. They're like you graduated college? Like, that's so that's so hard. College well, is hard. I, I think for a guy, it's less weird, but you know. Well, I actually talking to the girls. It sounds like there were more weird guys than weird girls. Well, what were some of the other guys that you saw there? Like, what uh, can you describe some of the? Um, yeah, did you all yeah. white? Did you ever like while you were there, like with the spread of guys? Were you like, I got this in the bag, or were there like, were there guys that are like, oh man, I'm not that dreamy? No, I, I kind of felt like I had it in the bag a little bit. But <laughs> I mentioned like comedy and like doing comedy and the. Oh, and I there, told you not to bring that up. Ed has always told you not to do that. But no, but there there were three other uh, stand up comedians there. Apparently, so like I talked to them, like yeah, I do comedy. They're oh, like oh, there's some other guys who do stand up comedy here. And I'm like, oh god damn it, were they funny? And they're like, no, nah, they weren't funny. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> oh, but there weren't any stand-up comedy girls. No stand-up comedy girls, though. No. At least that, that they that they that they would admit to it. Yeah. Well, I, I figure in three and a half minutes, like, like really, like because it's three and a half minutes, like you just after a while, like you don't even care what you're talking about. Just anything comes out. Well, yeah, like, because ah, I mean, it's only know. three and a half minutes. I mean, so Kevin, I mean, in three and a half minutes, like, how do you really get to know someone? Well, you don't. All you do is just basic introductions <laughs> and like, so basically, you're just going off of looks and what they do for a living yeah. and where they live. 
did you like anybody? Yeah, like, I liked a lot of them actually. So uh, okay, so, I gave I gave favorable check marks and X's to uh, at least half. Okay, what was the best features of the girls that you were definitely uh, wanted to bone? Um, like Be- besides looks. Yeah, um, of course. What's important? Um, yeah, like, <laughs> well, there, yeah, there were a lot of them that uh, were like you know like you know like a uh, creative. In some way, you know, like they're they're into theater, or they're like you know they're like struggling actresses. You like or, theater chicks, or they or they like to draw, or like or in some I like creative girls. Interesting, okay. interesting, yeah. yeah. Like you know, they're not, like one girl was an accountant, and that's it. And then I was like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? She's like, oh, anything but accounting. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, what what does that do? What does right. that mean? Yeah, so, nipple play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that popped in my mind, baby. <laughs> and we're only one minute in. <laughs> yeah. and she just played with herself. She's like, just go. I'm having my own fun time now. <laughs> yeah, this one girl, like, yeah, she actually said, like, hey, you know, like, like, because I was complaining about talking too much. I'm like, oh, guys, just, just nonstop talking, talking. She's like, hey, well, let's have a silence and just see what happens. Like, hey, all right, cool. So you had and, a comfortable silence. No, we, no, I didn't. Because as soon as she said that, like, all right, they were quiet. Then she's like, so what do you do for a living? She's like, yeah. like she, 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 she couldn't handle her own suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even what I would have done and she said let's just have a silence yeah. I would have immediately like done something like this where you put your thumb to your nose and then wiggle your fingers <laughs> just made it all physical yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so Kevin did you come away with like any well I don't know I haven't got the results yet I'm, I'm, I imagine that I'll be getting an email sometime soon so with the girls who also liked me the emails ones that I liked. multiple emails so they send you the emails well you, you give your email address to them oh. and then if if you put on your little check bo- little uh, card that you like the girl, and then she put on her card that she like you, then they put you in contact. They'll like, oh. give they'll give each other each person their email addresses, huh. so you can follow it up from there if you like. All right, well we'll have to keep this you know going. Well, there, are, yeah, because I, I I think I wowed at least a few of them. Well, you know, so I'm pretty I'm sure, sure you, Kevin, you have a very good personality. Like, like I'm yeah. sure you wowed them. But do you know who is a big wow and is uh, good looking and very interesting? I bet it's our next guest, whoever they are. Our next guest! Yeah! <laughs> our guest is none other than Joe Sib. Oh my god, uh, yeah. Joe Sib! Uh, comedian, uh, frontman for the band's Wax and 22 Jacks. And uh, 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 he has his uh, one man show, California Calling, and founder of Side One Dummy Records. He's here tonight. Yay! Quite, quite an amazing guest. Very excited to have this guy. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And stick around, everybody, because after the interview with Joe Sib, we're gonna have the Ford wrap up. Yeah. Have we ever wrapped anything up? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Joseph to the Fort Podcast. He's here. I just whistled for myself. Yeah. I've never done that. I would whistle for you too. It's up. I'm not good. Like, like I wish I was able to like do the thing where you stick your fingers in your mouth and get that shriek whistle. Uh, here, yeah, give me, yeah. give me your fingers. Yeah. I'll show you. Come here. <laughs> oh, it's so soft and warm. <laughs> I, I've never been able to whistle all my life. My dad, really? a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know. People have made fun of me for it. They say that I'm. Uh, they make fun of you for other things too. De- tongue deprived. But no, I, like here, I'll try to do it right now. Like, all right, listen. Hey, you can't whistle. I can't whistle worth a damn. What the damn. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. What, what are you doing when, the, You're a freak. when uh, sitting on the dock of the bay comes on and you want to sing along? <laughs> I have to hum it. Oh, what? oh yeah. that sounds... Oh, man. I, if, <laughs> yeah. I was, if I was your girlfriend, I'd break up with you. Yeah. You know, driving up the coast, it's like, mm-hmm, 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 pull over. I'm getting it right now. No, I, I, almost became a const- <laughs> I almost became a construction worker, but because I couldn't whistle, they've... 
they wouldn't have me. No, you didn't. Pretty much. Like, okay, all right. So I just, uh, I just remember as a kid, <laughs> as a kid though, as a kid though, do you remember, uh, you know, having a friend's dad that did whistle? And, oh, and yeah. The kid, when he heard that whistle, five miles away, would just stop <laughs> whatever they're doing and just run. Yeah. And this the, Kevin Morrissey grew up with this guy, uh, Northern California, and his dad, uh, Mr. Morrissey. I don't even know his first his dad's name because you call him Mr. Morrissey. <laughs> right. He would he would we'd be hanging out, we'd be you know whatever we were doing, and he would hear this whistle it was almost like a dog's ear and he would just stop whatever he was doing and just start barreling home because he could hear his dad, <laughs> dad's whistle i was like where's I've, kevin the, yeah, dad's it, it was actually maz <laughs> he was so angry he writes like all these like sad songs but i beat my kids <laughs> I, I mean i've run from many a whistle you know but uh you've run from many a whistle oh yeah yeah and i'd be like you know here and i'd be like oh they probably want something from me or whatever so so what are you so talking about so you run the other direction in the neighborhood you know we had a lot of people you know like and, and sometimes like neighbors would like whistle to me like to come help them with something and sometimes i just didn't feel like working you know so if i hear a whistle or something i would just kind of well like, that's really go, presumptuous like who are these neighbors they're like hey hey neighbors kid get over here hey, free labor you're an old you're an older person in the neighborhood you see a kid you know it's free labor maybe it's, maybe it's just a construction worker and they're trying to give you a compliment yeah, yeah. <laughs> no don't, you run don't, the don't, other direction don't, yeah. hey look at that 10 year old's leg <laughs> hey does they go all the way up and you're yeah. like, oh, mm, hey help me move all of these heavy bricks <laughs> by the way can you take your shirt off while you do it yeah it was hard for me i kind of wanted to be a construction worker because I, like I like building stuff you know no that shit sucks like yeah. I, I like can't whistle women though you know what no but seriously like i have friends that 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 do construction and uh and like like in their early 20s they're like complaining about like knee problems and stuff like that like 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 old man stuff and i'm just like oh geez like construction's changed a lot though they got like tractors and stuff to do a lot of the work for you now tractors no. aren't new no it's it's, it's still hard work i mean it's like <laughs> It's you not know. a new invention. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new system called the pulley system. It's yeah. amazing. I have a six-year-old, and the best thing that he says about construction workers when he sees them, he, says, he just calls them structions. <laughs> goes, Dad, look at all those structions. And it's a bunch of guys moving a bunch of work around, and they look pissed. I'm like, structures. So when he gets something from Ikea, what does he call it? A piece of paper that has uh, the, 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 the diagrams of You know, we haven't had that uh, opportunity yet. You know what? Actually, actually though, we did, have, uh, we did have some stuff from uh, Ikea at the house a while ago. And um, I had my daughter come in and time me on how long it would take me <laughs> to put awesome. together this desk because my wife was like, you know, when are you going to put that together? And I'm like, I'm going to put it together. She's like, oh, God, you know, we're going to have to call over so-and-so. And I'm like, you know, my kids, because we have a guy, Raphael, he comes over and, and helps with the things around the house that I can't do because I, you know, I don't even, I don't know how to use a hammer, basically. And, <laughs> and the kids, when we had the Ikea package, were like, we're going to call Raphael. He's going to come over. You know, we're going to call him. And I'm like, no, no, I can do this. I know I can do it. And I had my daughter sit there with a, a watch and I go, time me. And I put together this whole desk in under an hour. That that should be a game show. Yeah, uh, Raphael could have done it in forty five. Yeah, I, I, I love yeah. how and he could have been boning mom at the same time. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> well, I could too, but I like to be attentive towards your mom and yeah. the desk. <laughs> yeah, I like the, I like the idea of her being like like kind of like Burgess Meredith and, and Rocket. It's like, come on, Dad, you're a gorilla. Yeah. Put that thing together. You're a bum, Dad. You're yeah. a bum. Yeah. I did well, it though in an hour. Yeah, the thing about IKEA furniture though, I think, is you you need extra parts sometimes that don't come with it. Like you got to put some. Nails and that shit to make yeah. it stand well, the other upright. Thing, yeah, the, whole, the whole thing about Ikea, though, though, is that they do that and they keep a piece out just to fuck with guys like us. Like, hey, when they're putting <laughs>
putting it all together. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what? This one piece H nine that's supposed to go here. Let's let's put that in our pocket tonight when we leave. And yeah. just, some always, miserable guy is going to be even more miserable when he opens up this box. <laughs> I always have to put spit and glue in it. You know, I mean, to like make it actually work. Or when you, you get know, done, the glue would stuff be fine. Over. Yeah, you could the just glue. Would, yeah, yeah. You don't need the spit. <laughs> well, that's an old. Uh, that's a Mariner's term. But anyway, you know. my wife and I got in, uh, the only fight. Ken that my wife, never said that. The only fight that my wife and I ever got in where you know you hear about it you know uh, a husband and wife getting into a fight and it escalating to her taking her wedding ring off and throwing it at you wow. was at the ikea in burbank really <laughs> yeah what? that's so weird because my girlfriend said that whenever she was in a relationship with someone uh she would always or no not whenever but the last boyfriend she had they would always get in these big fights at ikea oh absolutely what we haven't about been IKEA? since because you know what it is because we went there together and we we you know we we're we weren't newly married but we were we had just had our you know my my daughter so it was like we were just kind of starting our parenthood and we we were like we're gonna go to ikea and we're gonna you know buy this and we're gonna buy that and we went over there and it was a weekend yeah. and the place is jammed up like i'm not even talking like kind of jammed it's like there's just people going everywhere jamming into the ikea and if any Anyone that you know mm-hmm. listening, you know what I'm talking about. When you go into the IKEA, they have like literally arrows of which direction you're supposed to go. And the thing is, if you get off of that path, you yeah. totally get lost. I, and you're like, you're like, I'm gonna wander over here and then I'll come back, but you can't come back. You just you right. stay in the zone of the sofa. It's very frustrating. It's so and I and I call it the green mile because I feel like you're you're walking a line and you have to And I don't want to walk where everyone's die. walking. Yeah. And then there's like gangs. You go into like you go into housewares, deep into housewares, just yeah, like yeah. maybe like people like just shooting up heroin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't see your type in the fastest too often. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like IKEA could really end relationships. I wonder how many relationships have actually ended at IKEA. I don't. People I mean, just broke it up. Yeah, like you're yeah. at the store. And the, so then you move out of one like living room and <laughs> set up like this, living in another living room. And how about this too? When you go to IKEA or any of these furniture stores or anything like that, and you're like, wow, you see that living room setup that looks so nice with the carpet that you've never bought and the, the, <laughs> the furniture that you go, wow, I really need that end table. And the thing is, you bring it home to your house. You can't afford all of the pieces, so you end up just getting half of it. And it isn't as great <laughs> as it yeah. looked in that little area. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, uh, they make it look really pretty. Yeah, I want to live in there. You're like, yeah. I, I, you know what? If we are going to break up, I'm yeah. fine with it because I'm going to sleep over here on this new bedroom set. <laughs> it's, it's like a model. It's all good lighting and airbrushing. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, one time I did actually sit down in one of the model areas, you know, like in the chair, and I just sort of sat and like relaxed for a little bit because it was very pleasant, you know, just watch people walk by. That's well, a hell of a story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's very inviting to do that. No, you know, you know it's I, when I was a kid, I used to, you, in the 80s, everyone had a condo. And yeah. the thing was, when I remember my dad was looking for condos and he would go to these open houses and what they had was they had three models and in the models, they had all of the furniture and they're set up. Yeah. And, and it was like, you'd go into like the kid's bedroom and it was like the, the bed sheets with the ball players on it and like a bat in the corner and a tennis right. You're like, wow, I want a room like that. You know, and like this house is nice. I no one kid fights here. Yeah. <laughs> I love the vibe of this house. I can feel the energy. No one has ever hit each other in here. This is great. <laughs> I, I love that idea because they set it up like when you have a kid like 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 in like movies like uh like Stand by Me it's like um, when then the kid dies but they never change the room yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's, like, it's just like that like because what kid's room is always clean it's like no that's that's yeah. the room where the kid dies. yeah they leave it a mattress <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah very sad though yeah, well yeah and then kids you, then you have a memory of John Cusack going like hey here you go slugger <laughs> and then you're like oh and then and then uh, um Will Wheaton pulls a leech off his cock <laughs> wow John, John Cusack was in Stand by Me no. yeah. 
John uh, Cusack? Yeah, remember, because uh, Will Wheaton's brother dies, and so uh, Will Wheaton's dad is always just like, oh, why can't you be more like your brother? Oh, why you're you right. Be? It should have been you, not it your dead brother. It was the flashback, yeah, he was the guy, he was the brother that died. Oh. Yeah, that's right, yeah. See, I'm not crazy. No, not at all. I didn't say you were crazy, I no. just, I, did I sound, not with your did mouth, I sound but like with I your was eyes. disbelieving <laughs> when I asked you if John Cusack was in Stand By Me? I thought the Tito's had gone to your brain. What? No, no. Oh, yeah. No, uh, once again, we want to remind our audience we are drinking Tito's vodka. Tonight. Tito's handmade vodka. <laughs> Tito's, Texas. Uh, any, any, Austin, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, any uh, sponsorship Austin, Texas is welcome. Austin, Texas, first vodka distillery. <laughs> um, sorry, it's a, you grew up in Santa Cruz. Yep, Santa Cruz. I grew up in Santa Cruz, San Jose, Northern California, to be exact. Mm-hmm. No, I always loved it. So, uh, did you work any? Like, where did you work when you were a kid growing up? Oh, when I was a kid growing up, um, I had uh, the first job I ever had was uh, mowing lawns in uh, the mountains, and I mowed enough lawns uh, for our neighbor across the street, uh, where he gave me, or I instead of paying me, he gave me my first skateboard, wow. which was awesome. Very it was cool. a Santa Cruz uh, Road Rider twos with Bennett trucks, uh, and um, like my first, you know, I'd say like I, I was the kid that I always was trying to, you know, make an extra buck, whether it was washing cars or you know mowing lawns and doing things like that, things that kids never do anymore which is weird you know Um, yeah it's a trip you know nowadays kids are like yeah if i don't make like you know six grand a month i don't want to do it you're like what (laughs) you know like where's Raphael? you know it's like it's just (laughs) you know like but uh yeah as a kid i grew up in santa cruz i started out in uh, santa cruz mountains and then we moved into uh, the city of santa cruz and then finally i moved over the hill to san jose wow yeah you know why i love santa cruz why because there's tons of weed and oh chicks no no i don't actually smoke hash or anything, but he doesn't like hot chicks either. I, well, I <laughs> like uh, weed. He likes yeah. hot chicks. I like I like uh, hot chicks and everything. But, but uh, yeah, not, what I love about weed. Santa Cruz is uh, Lost Boys. Ah. And I walked across the train trestle where they they jumped off, and it seemed like. And I only realized like when I walked across the train trestle there, uh, where they jumped off in the movie, and it's only like five feet down. It's not like anything big, but I love it there, and. Uh, and and one thing I say is, you know, I, I hate all the damn vampires up there. A lot of vampires. Yes. Well, that yeah. was a was it Santa Clarita? They changed, well, they, they changed, they the, changed name the name, it. but they shot it in Santa Cruz, yeah, yeah, and everybody yeah. knew it was border. Santa Cruz. Right. They right. just didn't want to give a bad name to Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz no, didn't they, want to be so associated with vampire killers. No, no. Yeah. Or the writer just said, "Hey, I'm going to make it not so on the nose." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would just made it Santa Cruz. I don't know. What, 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 what's the big difference? I don't see any difference whatsoever. Yeah, I love that that place though. I yeah, so you're talking about this in a lot of that at the Santa Cruz Beach and Boardwalk, where that was that was like I love that place. Yeah, as a kid, the Big Dipper. Big Dipper, yeah. you have the merry-go-round, the bumper cars. Neptune's uh, Kingdom. You know, everything about, uh, you know, Santa Cruz growing up there. Uh, you know, for me, and, and whenever I meet people, they're like, oh my God, I love Santa Cruz so much. Mm-hmm. You know, what a wonderful place to grow up with, grow up, you know, as a kid. And the thing that I loved about it uh, so much, I really didn't discover until I split because, you know, yeah. I just assumed that, you know, the beaches and the blue skies were everywhere. So, yeah. you know, when you when you leave Northern California and you start to venture out, um, it was different. And now when I go back there and I still surf at the same spot I surfed at when I was a kid. And it's funny because a lot of the guys in the water are the same guys <laughs> that I was surfing with when I like was, yeah. you know, 12, 13 years old. And, and I bet they, you they're all really cool guys. Yes, you know. Um, no, I meant in a good way because a lot of a lot of surfers. Like I used to surf down here in the South Bay. I grew up in the South Bay down here in, in yeah. L.A. And uh, you, there were some surfers that took over a very popular spot, Rat Beach. Yeah. 
And they made it all territorial. They beat you up if you, you know. Are and you I sure was, you, you weren't just watching Point Break? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. It was no, a literal but, Point but Break Anthony is a dick. He's really territorial. <laughs> but what I'm yeah. saying is the guys that have been doing that it. That would be a waste of time. These were guys, like young punks that don't know what surfing's about. And, and, and the guys that are like still surfing up there know what it's about. And like they're cool guys. You don't own a wave. It's great. I wish we had guys Nobody like that owns a wave. Nobody owns a wave, Kevin. Nobody a wave, puts a, a wave, wave in a corner. Wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very hard. Have you tried to put a wave in a corner? <laughs> yeah, and then it just kind of goes through your feet. You're like, God yeah. damn it, wave. Uh, do, you, do you still get out and surf? Uh, you know, I still surf not as much as I used to. Uh, mm-hmm. Before the kids arrived, there was a lot of morning sessions going on. I'd always head out in the morning, but now, you know, I'm a part of driving uh, the kids to and from school. But um, yeah, you know, when I still you know, still get in the water. You know, in the summer uh, down here, I'll surf a lot in you know L.A., mm-hmm. Southern California. But whenever I can go home, and you know, my mom still lives in Santa Cruz. You know, so I have a board there, and mm-hmm. she lives like you know right in Capitola Village. So it's 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 too easy and it, to not go surfing yeah, when I go there. That's cool. But it's great. It's great though to, um, you know, still go to the place like you grew up as a kid and surf after being able to, you know, go other places because it is such people, a beautiful yeah. place. Yeah, you know, cool. yeah. Right. You know, it's 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 definitely um, it's definitely changed up there though. There's there's a there's a lot more. Um, like when I was growing up, like the way you were describing surfing, like if you were not from Santa Cruz and you paddled out at 38th Avenue or you know um, went surfing at 26th Street or Pleasure Point, all of these you know different locations. If you were not from Santa Cruz, it could definitely end up. So it's territorial know. there. Oh, too, it was so much, yeah. so much. Yeah. I mean, to the point that like I think as a kid I was a afraid of surfing and i was from there because the guys that were in the water that were my friends the stuff you would see them do and say to people that weren't from there you're like wow like i don't want that to happen to me like we're friends right okay cool yeah you know <laughs> but uh yeah it's great to go back though and visit i love it yeah that's, that's and i like the railroad track that runs right damn smack through the town right through the town yeah you take that i'm you, a big train fan are so, you a train yeah fan? that's why i wanted to walk the train bridge yeah they have yeah. that they they have the train ride that like all the kids do you get on and like it takes you up to like roaring camp or something i'd love to do that yeah. kevin i'd like you to take me up there sometime <laughs> and, and, on a train yeah yeah and well, no i mean take me up there and then take the train ride with me. oh take you on the train yeah, yeah. Oh, you got money okay. <laughs> you can do it yourself uh, it's always it's always fun though yeah, if you have someone with from you that area too you know my favorite part about santa cruz beach and boardwalk was there was a commercial like i don't know when you when you left that area but there was a commercial that used to come on like uh kcba or it was uh their thing was it was the abominable sun man <laughs> and it was never spo- it was the spokesperson and it's basically like a cross between like zz top and 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 a, and a bigfoot and it'd be like oh come to the santa cruz beach boardwalk hot dog 50 cents and it's for uh, its eyebrows would go like whoa <laughs> ice cream comes 50 cents oh like but it was so cheesy and terrible but it was but it was so hilarious on, yeah. on its awfulness <laughs> so santa cruz there you go <laughs> i i love too that uh in Santa Cruz, still out there on that stage at the boardwalk, they have bands play. Oh yeah, you know it always. I saw Chubby Checker out there. there. I was just gonna say, someone like Chubby Checker would show up, and you're like, no way, is that really him playing right now in front of everyone at sun, you know, sunset? It was. They always have some different band that plays out there. Same in Capitola too. Yeah, uh, there, stuff like that kind of happens like over at the Santa Cruz Beach and Boardwalk. I mean, not Santa. I'm sorry, at the Santa Monica Pier. I remember like a few years back, I saw Reverend Horny Heat playing yeah. at Santa Monica Pier, and it was, they have it was yoga funny. there too. You can do yoga at the end of cool. the pier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, but it was hilarious, or and 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 kind of sad because it's like old people come out and they're, oh free entertainment, and homeless people are just like oh <laughs> free entertainment, and like regular people. But then Reverend Horny Heat's playing, and then all of a sudden, just people just started moshing on the pier. So like old people and the homeless people were just like, what the fuck, like. <laughs> Like throw the running, old people in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only time old people and homeless people found a common enemy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably the damn kids. <laughs> we should team up. <laughs> no, you smell. <laughs> you you smell. smell too. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> a second common bond. <laughs> now, Joe, you're a, you're a huge punk fan. You've been a punk fan since you were 14. Since I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I, was, I was talking to Joe before the show. And actually, Ed didn't even know the, this band, but they're kind of obscure. I don't know if most people would, but I was a big fan of the faction. From my hometown, San yeah. Jose. And because I was a skateboarder when I was younger, and uh, Steve uh, Caballero, he kind of introduced me to that band. Not, not personally, but I just read that he... Read about him, yeah. Yeah, he would always promote this band. Yeah. And this was a band that lasted like three years or something yeah, like they that? Yeah, were, they, were they were around for three years, yeah. um, and they were one of the first bands ever from our hometown to actually put a record out. Yeah. And you got to remember like... You Skate know, rock. Yeah, I was, you know, the thing about the faction and... For people listening, they're like the faction. Did he say fractions? No, the faction. Um, the, th- the thing about the thing about that time in music that I still think was you know so unique and so special, and also such a such an important time was that um, a lot of you know what people put music out today. You know, you can just go into the studio. I mean, look at us tonight. I mean, we have us literally we're here in the Ooh. studio. It's all put together. You could record and you could you know essentially have a CD out, upload it to a site, and uh, you know thousands of people could hear you. Today. Tonight, you know, mm-hmm. with your new band, but but then the thing that was going on was there was none of that going on. So, like, if someone was to actually record something, like these guys decided to do, they were like, "We're going to make a record." Yeah. And at that point, you're like, "No one that you know makes a record." Van Halen makes records. AC, yeah. Like yeah. we Zeppelin, didn't, ha- we didn't like, have all these tools. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, that what do you have. mean you're going to go? Expensive to go into a studio. What do you? Yeah. yeah what do you mean you're? You have songs you're going to record and make a record with, and then they yes, we're going to go to the studio here and yeah. a studio, and and they'd go to the studio, and I remember the you know uh, Adam the guitar player, you know at that point he he was he had a whole plan, and they recorded and made their own record, and I remember uh, being uh, at uh, the guitar player's house when it, you know when they. I guess essentially when it came out because there was no like release date. It was like, hey, when's this coming out? Uh, right now because it's in my living room. Check it out. And I remember we were, um, you know, looking at the record, and I remember like, wow, they made their own record, and then yeah. then they planned their own tour. Big deal back. And then. they were all like, yeah. you know, seventeen, eighteen years old at this point. And I remember being at. Um, at uh, at the house that they kind of all like you know practice at made the t-shirts at and you know at that point you know bands like Social Distortion um, you know big fan of them too. you know bands like Social Distortion and other bands uh, of that you know that era whether you know Seven Seconds or Minor Threat and all that stuff all those bands have been touring you know been going out but none of us knew that they you know how to do it you know there wasn't like the to do list of like the site you go check on yeah. like how do I make it all happen how do I connect the dots mm-hmm. and I remember being at their house and watching them make phone calls and they had this map where they put all these little pegs in of where they're going to play and I remember being there the, you know, the, the day that they were leaving the night before and they were packing the van and building the loft where they were going to sleep and being so jealous because i was like wow it was like it was like watching it must have been what it was like when you when when like when like the pirates would like okay we're gonna go out and here's the ship and we have all of our rum and we have our (laughs) apples and and we have this and the guy with the pirate and the 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 parrot on his shoulders (laughs) and and, you know like they're gonna go i've never heard it described that way that's awesome but it was like you know it was like you're watching your friends leave on this journey on this adventure and and it was summertime and you want to go and i want to go so bad but what am i gonna do summer i'm gonna make sand 
sandwiches at Eric's Deli. <laughs> you know, well, it's gonna, every musician like it's every musician's dream to uh, go out and you know. I wanted to go yeah. so bad. There was a movie that came out, Another State of Mind. Another State of Mind yeah. that came yeah. out uh, right around that time period, and it was actually you know probably like right before these guys left. And I remember. Uh, for the people who haven't seen Another State of Mind, uh, it's basically a documentary on three bands, uh, Youth Brigade, Social Distortion, and um, yeah, it's Youth Brigade, Social Distortion, and both these bands leave to go on this United States tour, and of course it ends in turmoil, uh, bands breaking up, Mike Ness flies home by himself, uh, bus, the bus breaks down, it's like everyone's pushing the bus, right. they're at hotel rooms, uh, at this point, you know, it's the 80s and they're dealing with people wanting to fight them because they have colored hair, and when everyone <laughs> walked out of the theater... Everyone that was with me was like, wow, I, that was like it phased everyone. Like, man, I that was terrible. And all that I could think of is, I got to do that someday. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> They're like, but Joe, they were fighting. Don't you see the guy? And he was pushing the bus. I'm like, I want to push the bus. Yeah. I want to I want to get kicked out of my band. And I've got kicked out of every band I've ever started. You're like, I, I want to fly home. I want to call my girlfriend and say they, they left. You know, like. And I've done all those things. <laughs> That's funny because, uh, well, first of all, I've made people that aren't into like punk music at all watch that documentary, and everyone's like, "Oh no, that 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 was that was awesome." Yeah. Like, well, I, any great documentaries like yeah. that, you know, you watch a documentary on the guy that you know invented. Uh, like if we saw a documentary on the guy that invented <laughs> what is this right here? These this Tito's handmade vodka from Austin. Tito's handmade vodka from Austin, Texas. We would we would love it <laughs> if it was done right. But yeah. no, yeah, any great documentary. And you yeah. put punk music behind it, it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Every documentary needs punk music behind it. Yeah. So so anyway, uh, you you've um, you've sung for Wax and Twenty Two Jacks, yep. and then you have Side One Dummy Records. How did you make or well, what made you decide to do the transition into comedy? Um, well, you know, like the transition to comedy is real simple. I miss being on stage. Um, you know, like you said, I was in bands, you know, my, since I was, I was in bands since I was 15. And at that point I got that right there. I think I got it right here. I think the microphone, we're having a little microphone technical right here. Did I do that right there? What the hell's going wrong, Mike? No, Mike, you're fucking up the show. Mike, Mike. Producer, producer. <laughs> yeah, pro- producer. No, it's producing. Don't yeah. the producing. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry. Actually, I won't edit that out. I'll just leave <laughs> The the whole thing was is that I being in a band for so long and then all of a sudden, you know, being behind the desk at side one, uh, I just missed being on stage. And I'd always kinda you know, I, I just I did a I did some shows with Wax about two years ago and it was fun being back on stage, but it was also like such a hassle, you know, dealing with everyone getting to and from and then as you know, as much as any band will admit this, you know, you can be apart from each other. And in our case, it was like, you know, what was it like 10, 15 years? We hadn't been in the same room with each other, but all it took was really like, like, you know, like, maybe 12 hours of us being in the same area together to go right back to all right cool you know you're it's just like you're like you're back to your same habits and this guy does that and that and i was just like wow you know and it's such it's so much time going into getting everyone to and from i was like you know what i love being on stage but i don't have the hassle of getting everyone together so it's a lie it's yeah. you know it is and, and and at a certain point you just don't have the time anymore and i just wanted to get back on stage so i started writing Ooh. this one-man show california awesome. calling and I'd always had an idea for doing something that would combine music, mm-hmm. combine photographs and stories. But I really wanted it to be something that when you went to the show, because a spoken word show, 
obviously if you're talking about punk rock, the first two guys that come to mind are Henry Rollins and Jello Biafra. And <laughs> and I and I I ha- I have nothing like those two guys. I the, the, everyone always says to me, you know, if there's any question of like, are you trying to do what they did? No, because you know. I was a kid that watched them do it all, you know, and I was just lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time to yeah. see them. So, so, you know, I'm such a huge fan of what they're doing. So I wanted my show to really come from the angle of just someone that loves music still to this day. And that I believe everyone loves music so much at one point in their life. Like you can talk to anybody and you can ask them, Hey, you know, was there ever a song or a band that you loved so much that it it just it just completely overwhelmed you, and you know some people have like a you know a song or a moment like yeah my dad was really into Creedence Clearwater and when he took me to school I would listen to it with him and it reminds me of him when I hear that song, mm-hmm. and then other people you know like myself you know took it to an extreme I just yeah. you know I I had my parents' music and then straight from my parents' music into Black Flag and it just took over my life. And I mean, it's amazing that I, you and you and your friend started uh, side one. Yeah, me and my uh, me and my best friend Bill Armstrong. Um, I had moved down here to Los Angeles, and I was in L.A. for. I think I came down here in like ninety, and then we started side one dummy, and which is a successful record label. Yeah, which not many we've been, people. We've been together been for si- uh, we started side one dummy records sixteen years ago this yeah. June. That's wow. amazing, and you're still going. Let's clap again. Let's do it. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's I think a, that's a yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it. Is. I mean, because you are a music lover, and to do love that, it. it's just it's cool. It's, love it's it. cool all the way around. Yeah, hey, like how many people get to do what they love? You know, they get to oh. be successful yeah. at their dream. No one. Yeah, <laughs> practically no one. Yeah. Now to keep things like like uh, like uh, uh, like uh, going there and keeping like uh, morale high, do you ever like do like company like retreats? You know. Um, you know, actually, a while ago, uh, everyone was like, you know what, we should do something together. We should all go somewhere together. And of course, you know, there's the people, the hemming and hawing because, you know, A, you don't want to take everyone away from their families or go out on the road. But, you know, what we did a while ago was actually we did like a like a cabin camping trip almost where we all went to like a cabin up by a lake, bear, up by, you know, Bear Lake, that area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have these cabins you can rent. And we just went up there and just like kind of piled in there like all to plan out the strategy yeah. Yeah, for the following That, that sounds great. I think cabin cabins fun. are a good way to camp. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really fun. Was it fun? Well, you know what? Um, Actually, you know what? Um, You know what? Check this out. This is a little part from our trip right here. Okay. Yeah. This is all of us hanging out. I had a recorder and I, it was a trip though. Check this out. I'm starving. We were so worried about you. I can't believe you had that thing on your face for a week. Do you remember anything during that time? To be honest, when we were hiking in that cave and we saw all those huge eggs, after one of them opened up, I blacked out. And then I woke up a week later here in the cabin. Well, after a week, it just fell off and died. It was ugly. Yeah, it kind of sucked too because, you know, we didn't have any reception on our phones. But why didn't you guys drive me to the hospital? Well, we'd have to pay for parking and... Yeah, and, and you were showing all signs of being healthy and... Eh. You know what, though? You got to remember this. The important thing is you're alive and well. I guess so. Hey, Kevin, can you pass the beans? Sure thing. Oh, shit! Wait, 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 hold him down. Hold him down. What's going on? What's going on? Kill me. Kill me. Kill me. What the fuck? It's a baby. It killed Eric. 
I got you, little guy. Eric was its mommy, and he died during childbirth. So now CB is an orphan. And guys, we need to take care of him. Wait, what the hell did you call that thing? This little guy is called CB. It stands for chest baby. You guys, Eric is dead. And this thing is obviously fucking dangerous. He's just cranky because he's hungry. CB want num nums? Oh! Oh! Get it off me, man! Oh! We can shoot that! Shoot it! 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 Shoot We gotta kill that thing! We gotta kill it! No! It killed Eric and Matt! It's only a matter of time before it kills us, you fucking idiot! It misses its family! What? You wanna phone home? Huh? Yeah, I get lonely sometimes too. It came from Eric's chest, you weirdo. Yeah, but obviously his kind is from space. It's like Call of the Wild. He knows he's different, and now he wants to be with his own kind. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, it's trying to escape. Close that window over there. Don't be scared. I'm terrified right now. Not you. CB, look, we are your new family now, little guy. Hey, you know, when I get the blues, you know what cheers me up? Prozac. <laughs> no joke. But seriously, CB, I got some Reese's Pieces right here. Here you go, buddy. These cheer me up, and they're going to cheer you up, too. Here you go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up on that. Don't let it. It's going to rip off your pan, man. Don't worry. Look, he's just getting used to us. See? Aw, he just wants to be loved. Just like you and me. Oh man. I, I can't believe you. Now, who's a good boy? Oh, my hand! Oh, you bit off my hand! Just baby the first. You get right back here with my hand the second. You know, I'm getting the gun. I'm getting the gun. No, don't, don't. Look, he's coming back. Aw, oh, see, he means what? No, no, no. Die, you son of a bitch. I know you've got cute eyes, but your mouth is red from the blood of killing my friends. Oh, no. I have to kill you. I have to. God damn it. Come here. Now, you can't go around eating people, little guy. If you do that in school, you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble, buddy. Oh, I love you too, little buddy. Ouch! No biting! Yes, sir, that's my chest baby. No, sir, I don't mean chest maybe. Hey, no biting, buddy. Hey, whoa, come on! Hey, ah! <laughs> Wow! Wow! So uh, Holy Moses, <laughs> that's yeah. that explains those scars on your arm. Yeah, right? it was. You know what? It's one of those things that like it, it happens, and you want to forget about it. You don't want to relive it. So, you know, uh, I'm glad that we could, you know, play that for people because honestly, uh, do, do you feel better now? Like, just I feel better, about it? but you know, you you lose you lose people at your company that you've yeah, worked with. So now your record company is actually. But then you small. get interns. It's you know where we are. <laughs> we you know we we've always been an independent independent small family-run business right. but literally now it's just me and bill because yeah everyone, <laughs> everyone else yeah yeah and that's that's what's tough because our publicist our radio and yeah. our production guy yeah. all died but yeah. you know the best thing about it is that little guy is just growing up to be such a <laughs> such a great part of the company you know and and you know little cb he just you know he, he he's the one that discovered gaslight anthem <laughs> 
You know? <laughs> he has a great set of ears. I mean, these things are fucking huge. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with signing bands, you know, me and Chess Baby will hit the road together. <laughs> and uh, it's fun traveling with them because, you know, uh, you pretty much get in anywhere you want because he fucking eats them. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bouncer and it's your great. baby. If anybody great. gets in your way, you just eat them. Yeah. yeah. It's like a chupacabra if it could work for you. You know, and yeah. I, I have a special place Ooh. because he did come out of our publicist yeah. chest. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a moment, there, moment yeah. of silence yeah, for Eric. He sounded very yeah. handsome. Eric's a, yeah. Eric's a great guy. Can I ask? Sounds like a huge donk. I was. I wanted to ask though, like with, with owning a record label, mm-hmm. Side One Dummy. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of punk bands, you know, and you guys have got some pretty big people on your label. I mean, has there ever been stress, like you know, keeping the bands together, the guy? Like, no, I would. Say, how yeah. how has it been working with you know? I'm so you're, work, you're working with punk bands. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, you know, we I mean, we started out, you know, primarily definitely as a punk rock label. You know, the first band we ever worked with was Swinging Others, and over you know over the 16 years, we've worked with everyone from Suicidal Tendencies to Royal Crown Review yeah. to you know currently you know our roster's really different, which I love because it's really diverse. You know, I, I didn't realize you Suicidal Tendencies. I, I used to listen to them. Yep. Yeah, we actually Love versus Loneliness Freedom. was one yeah. of my favorite. We put out the record Freedom. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of my favorite records. Yeah, that was a great. With. Those guys were great players. Great, great yeah. band, great players. Yeah, yeah. Know? And uh, just, you know, Mike, all of those people, strong. Um, but, you know, now the thing that I've loved about the label is that it's really di- it's diversified in the sense that, you know, I grew up with all different types of music. I, you know, my parents turned me on to Ray Charles, uh, Elton John, uh, Jerry Vale, Frank Sinatra, The Eagles, The Beatles. Uh, so much great music. Little Richard. So, when I grew up, you know, a lot of people think, oh man, you know, punk rock is what he's all about. And, and sure, that's definitely a, a part of my life that, that, you know, definitely influenced, you know, a part of my life and influenced my life, you know, currently. But the bands that we have now, like, like I love Gogo Berdello. You know, we worked, we did two records with Gogo Berdello. Of course, we worked with Flog and Molly for, you know, close to 10 years. Um, this new band, Gaslight Anthem, they've released two records with us. Uh, you know, we currently started working with Chuck Reagan, who was a singer in Hot Water Music. He's doing like this whole, he does a tour each year called the Revival Tour. And then um, Audra May, singer songwriter, has a beautiful voice. She's worked with everyone from. So you guys have really expanded. Yeah, you know, yeah, because we've just really grown. You know, Bill and I love. You know, Bill turned me on to Dylan. I turned him on to Naked Reagan. Right, that's just who. That's that's the best kind of story. Yeah, you know, it was always that kind of thing. Um, As far as stress goes with like the artists, like I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I wish I had some story like, and then I had to do this and I had to do that. I've been so. Uh, blessed because all of the bands are really made up of genuinely great people mm-hmm. and and Bill and I kind of have a, a feeling that like you know when we meet uh, a group of people and we start talking about working with them you kind of figure out quickly you know what these people are like and and if you want to spend time with them because you are you know a, a part of each other's life you know like in the case of Floggy Molly you know I worked with them for you know 12 years and and you know you're talking to them you know, once or twice a day, you know, maybe not everyone in the band, but definitely, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to talk to Dave King, you're going to talk to Bridget, you're going to mm-hmm. talk to Nathan, you're going to talk to Gary Schwint, their manager, continuously, Gogo Berdella when we were working with them, you know, talking to Eugene, yeah. you know, continuously, um, which Eugene, I don't know, Gogo Berdello fans, you know, yeah, yeah. like Eugene was the only guy for me that I remember I had a moment with him where it was the only time ever that like I started working with someone and you know we signed them in at uh out in uh out in uh, at the Black Cat somewhere in uh, Washington DC went out there to see them play and they were they were starting to happen right but you know 
no, you know, they weren't, you know, as big as like Flag and Molly or, you know, any other band. They were just, you know, they were starting to grow up or starting to grow. And I remember uh, it was right around the time where um, you, they did this huge concert and it was the concert that, you remember the Earth Day concert that uh, what Gore put together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they play, they came out on stage and played with Madonna because Madonna had seen Gogo Bordello play in London. No kidding. And I remember being at my house and, you know, we've had our bands on The Tonight Show and, and Letterman and Conan O'Brien, but there was something about seeing a guy that I knew on stage with Madonna yeah. and I, it phased me. Like I remember my wife was like, like, you're not saying anything. Oh my God, how great was that? And I was like, yeah, that, that was amazing. Yeah. But I like, all of a sudden I was like, I was like, like, is he still going to be cool when I see him? You know, like, <laughs> like, like if I call him right now, will he be cool? You know? And it was like, I was the only time. Give me right, cocaine I, and hookers. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got kind of, I got kind of like, yeah, suck my dick right now. Okay. Um, you know, it's like, you know uh, it, it was like, it was like, I, I got kind of starstruck and I remember, you know, the band just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and then I had, I wasn't going to see him until, uh, like Coachella or something. And I remember walking up and that feeling coming back to me again, like, Oh wow. I wonder if like, you know, they're going to be so big that like, you know, they're not cool. And, you know, of course I was totally wrong because immediately we were drinking wine and doing shots of vodka or whatever they drink. And, <laughs> you know, half, half yeah. the band, you know, raw hugging each other. And it was just, but it was so, it was, that was like one of the times where I was like, wow, man, like this is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like We have a band on stage on this Earth Day Festival. I'm watching it on television and they just did a song with Madonna. It was, it was great. What's your favorite moment in music uh, personally that you like for me personally? Yeah. Um, gosh, my favorite Oh God, you know, um, like when I'm on stage, like with yeah. a band, I would say, I would say probably one of my all time favorite moments, uh, was with wax and we were playing, um, a radio show. Um, I want to say like somewhere out in like St. Louis and it was before like people were doing, uh, people were like every, now there's, you know, there's, there's a fest. I mean, how many festivals are there? You know, it's like yeah. everyone's got their fest. Everyone goes out in the field. They set up a stage. This was like before like radio shows started doing radio shows. And, um, we were out on the show and it was, this bill all these different bands and the headliner was the Ramones and mm -hmm. I, uh, I would have loved to yeah, see and it was amazing and it yeah. was it was right towards the end of their career yeah. but you know I was friendly with you know CJ and Johnny and Joey and Arturo Vega who's a very very dear friend of mine very just a close close friend you know just such an inspiration um, you know we were all friendly at that point and um, they were on the bill and the Ramones don't you know, they don't, they, they don't go and see anybody. They, you know, people come and see them. They don't walk over to a stage and watch a band. Mm -hmm. And I remember, uh, we were into like the third song of our set and it was one of those days where like, it's just connecting, you know, big show. You're playing in front of, you know, a few thousand people and it's just, it's just happening. And I remember looking over to stage right and I'm like, wow. And I'm like, damn, like. And you see a silhouette and you just know right away that's Joey Ramone no fucking yeah. way and it was like Joey and it was Arturo and I was like that, god that's and they amazing. were watching you they right? were watching us yeah. play and then I remember we went over and we were hanging out in our bus and we were all kind of just talking and everything and Johnny Ramone came over and got on our bus and came in and he was hanging out and we were like whoa what's up and the first thing he said to me is why do you guys have a fucking bus who's paying for this yeah. shit <laughs> and they were in a van yeah, you know uh, they were in a van. Yeah. I read the book, uh, yeah. and they also all died before the age of fifty. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. like, so there's hope for us. We can die before yeah. we're fifty. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's your worst uh, story? Oh man, worst story with music. Yeah. Oh, there's so many with that man. I mean, um, 
I don't know, man. Uh, I think, um, I mean, I don't know. Was it the time that I was doing a show in San Francisco and like, uh, I thought these skinheads were really into me and they weren't. And instead they took me <laughs> off the stage and dragged me to the back of the club. And I thought like, Oh wow, man. Like, like we're stage diving. They're like, no. And suddenly I was on the ground and they were like doing like jumps and squats on me. Like, yeah. Tell know? that story. Yeah. That, well, there it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I have so, you know, was at the time I opened up for, you know, we opened up this, I was so, I used to get, you know, I get so excited on stage and, and everyone, you know, was like, wow, man, your singer's crazy. And, you know, I'd be running around and doing whatever. And, and one time in San Diego, I literally first song ran off the stage. And just like ended up like on the ground, like fully blacked out. And I'm like, what happened? And they're like, dude, we hadn't even gotten to the first song and you were done. Just out. You know, just like, like tripped uh, off the stage. And went, like, I thought the stage was longer than it was. And I like, imagine if you were sitting on the oh, roof of, oh, oh, oh. you know, you imagine if you're on the, the roof, you know, of your house and it's eight feet off the ground and you just ran off into yeah. the darkness. A lot of people would say, a lot of people would say that's punk rock though. You yeah. Know? You know, it's, it's, yeah, you or, hurt yourself. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the old West. It's like when you run someone like through, through the bar and just like, yeah. and slide Wait, off. The, <laughs> just really quick though, the skinheads, like, were you performing at like a skinhead? No, no, or? we were just, uh, no, it was years ago. I was in this band called Frontline. It was one of my first bands. And but just uh, happened to be skinhead. Yeah, you know, there's the town of skinhead. Yeah, you know, there's skinhead. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, it was just like San Francisco, and and you know, there's just different you know groups of people at your shows. You know, you had all the punkers, and then you had all the skinheads. You had the mods. You had everyone. You know, everyone's hanging. Why do you out. think yeah. they didn't like you? I, you know, probably because I did or say, you know, just, you know, they don't like your band and they're like, Hey, let's, let's, you know, who can we fuck with? Let's fuck with that guy. But I was like, my whole thing was, is I was always, and still am. I'm always like putting the positive spin on everything. Like I'm like, which which I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. So like when, when, when I, when I was out in the audience and, and, and then I was on top of these guys and they were pulling me to the back of the club, I didn't think. Hey, yeah. maybe they're pulling me to you know. Maybe I'm gonna get beat up. I thought like, wow, man, maybe they really dig my band so much they just want to have like a conversation with me about it right now. <laughs> was, it, was it a bad beating or I mean? Did oh you get no, away it was okay? like yeah, it was one of those things where like, you're like as soon as it dawned on me, like, oh whoa, I'm getting my ass kicked. I just ran away. Uh, <laughs> but finish the set, clap it out again third yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you'll you know, like they're just you can go to like a small town someplace, you know, and you get these weird vibes from people, you know, like they're very kind of crazy and into, yeah. like there's there's just nutso people, you know, like all around the country. But and it's been like this ever since the 1800s. Yeah, you know, like it, yeah. It, this is not a new thing. No, 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 it pretty much started in the 80s. No, evil has been <laughs> around for quite a while. <laughs> no, 80s, uh, the 80s was when evil started. <laughs> My, my my ancestors actually come from uh, Prosperton. I know the old West Town Prosperton. Yeah, I know. I know yeah, the well. great peaceful town of you know, Prosperton. I was where, that uh, ever happened there. Prosperton. It was where the first cactus was planted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my my family likes to tell this story actually about something crazy that happened there one time. Do you mind if I uh, if I um, play it for the uh, Ford listeners? All right. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to hear some more punk stories from Joe. I know. You know what though? I know some great <laughs> bands. Came, some great bands came out of Prosperton. Though. <laughs> There was a huge early like um, straight edge scene out of Prosperton. <laughs> oh, there was the uh, there was the uh, ink the ink balls. Oh and, my God! Uh, <laughs> the uh, Slim Jim and the Trigger Waters. Yeah, I had, a, I had a seven inch. It was a split with two bands from Prosperton. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you and you have ancestors and from Prosperton. Yeah, we, I'm, uh, I want to hear the story. Yeah, yeah I did too. <laughs> Tell us the story. So how's the skate scene in Prosperous? <laughs> do you have it? Do you have it? <laughs> flashback and flashback and. <laughs> For the record, I love setting up Kevin's sketch and then denying everything. <laughs> <clears throat> 
one, Hopper! Our heroes returned! What's a miracle? Hey! Yeah. Woo! Hey, 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 whoa, everybody. Easy, everybody. Or you spook wildflower now. Did you get him, Mr. Hopper? Did you stop Mad Dog Wilson? The good people of Prosperton, you ain't gonna have to worry about that no good sheep rustler anymore. Yay! As the mayor of Prosperton, may I present to you, John Harper, the key to our city. Yeah. Won't you kindly regale with us how you managed to best Mad Dog Wilson? Of course, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Well, after I rode to Mad Dog's ranch, I waited until nightfall to make the move. Then I approached all stealthy-like, burst through the front door, pistols in both hands, and caught them all by surprise. Ha! Check this out. Mad Dog and his wife and son were sitting by the fire reading the Bible. Apparently, it was prayer time in the Wilson home. More like dying time. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, easy now. Don't get ahead of me. <laughs> All right, check this out. Mad Dog had asked who I was. I told him I was the angel of death and that he had done stole his last sheep. Then I shot his dog. Yeah, his wife screamed and his boy started wetting himself real good. Then Mad Dog got down on his knees and begged for mercy saying he'd only stole the sheep because the bank had foreclosed his house and his family was destitute. You didn't show a mercy, did you? I know, but I sure showed them what happens when you mess with the good people of Prosperton. Yeah! So I busted his teeth with the butt of my gun and I threw a rope at the boy and told him, tie up your no good daddy. (laughs) Once I was sure Mad Dog wasn't going anywhere, I pointed my gun at his wife. Made her take her clothes off. Oh, please say you raped her, John Hopper. Did you? Did you rape her? Heck yeah. I raped her. Yeah! Yeah! Right up the butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right up the old poop chute, and I made sure Mad Dog watched every greasy move I made with my waist. Yeah! Was, was Mad Dog a hooting and a hollering? No, he was hollering and hooting all right. <laughs> Saying all kinds of mean and nasty things that he was going to do to me. <laughs> really letting his true colors show. But I must admit, my friends, I was so focused on the raping that I got careless and almost got killed. What do you mean? What happened? The Wilson boy? Shit. He had snuck away and come back with a shotgun. Why, it was so heavy he could barely keep it pointed at me. What'd you do? I shot the little fucker right in the neck. Yeah! Yeah! Little fucker! Oh, yeah, man. I swear, people. People. People, I swear I almost went death right then and there with all the wailing and the crying from Mad Dog and his wife. I took out some more rope, tied the two of them together, and started pouring kerosene all around. I know where this is going. (laughs) I walked out that front door, threw a lit match behind me, and didn't look back. As Wildflower and I rode away, the last thing we heard were screams of Mad Dog Wilson and his whore wife as they burned alive. He's a hero. Hooray for John Harper. Hooray! John Harper. All right, thank you very much. My work is done and finished. People of Prosperton, I must go on my way. Come on, Wildflower. Get out! Goodbye, John Harper. We'll never forget what you've done for us. God bless you, John Harper. May he always watch over you. John Harper! 
It's not safe where I'm headed, boy. <laughs> it's wicked. A cruel world out there. You don't want any part of it. But I want to grow up to be just like you. Maybe someday, kid. But for now, Prosperton's your home. You'll be good now. On wildfire, come on, go! Harper, come back! Come back, Harper! So your family loves telling that story? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's well, a well, fucked a, up story. Well, get, but it's worth telling. You know what, though? I'll crazy. tell you right now, uh, that all, the Prosperton, you know, I have my vinyl collection. Those records are gone. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene was weird, too, because the straight-edge scene in Prosperton was a little weird. Well, yeah. I guess the justice had kind of a different meaning back then. Yeah, exactly. Way, yeah. 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 It changes throughout the years. You know, That's, yeah. what, yeah. Makes, that's what makes our country great. <laughs> dirt, We're dirt, always redefining justice. Yeah, dirt street justice is way different than just regular street justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Small town dirt justice. Yeah, yeah man, that was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. If there's justice, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crooked life for me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Unjustice. That's what you like. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Prosperton, man. I. You know. I. I was supposed to. You know. There's an open mic they do out there. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd yeah. probably. You know. Be wary about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And they're always real anxious to get you yeah. out there. You want to spend the night? They're always saying, "You guys want to spend the night?" Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, man. Miss. You can meet my sister, mom. <laughs> when you started doing uh, open mics did you experience any like you know any weirdness yeah you know, you know to be honest with you i didn't I, the, the first time i well you know when i was in a band i was always the guy talking in between the songs so you're used to it anyway yeah, yeah. you know yeah. so like when i started doing uh california calling the 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 one man show Ooh. and and what the show is is it's you know it's me about 70 photographs uh, a ton of music and then a ton of stories and it's just, you know, it's an hour long show and it's just all, you know, weaving together. And the director, uh, this woman, Sydney Walsh, helped me tie it all together. She was great. Um, and and the, the whole thing with when I started to do it, I just finally, you know, I didn't really do any open mics because I kind of felt like, you know what, I don't know if it really works. And it's not going to work in that kind of setting, you know. Right. Because, uh, you know, with comedy, you know, you get 10 minutes and, and you got to blow up the room in 10 minutes. And with mm. like a one man show, that's why I have so much respect for comedians because, you know, they, it's like, it's like sex. It's like having your wife or your chick say, okay, not only do I want you to be hard and totally be into it in the matter of like three minutes, but you have to nut in like six, you know, and, 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 and you have to keep it going all the way to the end. And like with a one man show, you, you get a massage the audience and work on it and get to your, you have your peaks and valleys in it. Yeah. So, so with doing open mics, I never really did any of that, yeah. but I have had people when I do my show, like just like you're talking about music and you're talking about, you know, something that's so passionate to people. A lot of times people will just like, you know, in the midst of a story, they'll be like, I remember once in TJ. <laughs> Sounds like that guy from Prosperton. <laughs> you know, they'll be like, I remember once in TJ, you know, I went and saw Bad Religion and Iguanas and I did a stage dive and this happened and that happened yeah. and our car got stolen. Security, and can you get that man out of here? You know, but you know, it's funny though. It happened once in Portland, Oregon. This woman just went crazy. I was telling a story <laughs> and she just started talking about seeing Bad Religion and Iguanas and how this happened and how that happened. And at one point, you know, I had a microphone and a PA system backing me up. She had nothing. And at one point, I just jumped off the stage. And I go, you know what? This story is so good already. I want you to tell the whole story. I just gave her the mic, and it was great. It was a great awesome. moment. Awesome. And then yeah. I asked her to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I said, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Don't my ever fuck. interrupt my show yeah, again. Yeah, and I'm keeping my 15 bucks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I do have to say, though, one thing. Like Right before the show, uh, Joe and I were talking, and I, I was saying like how I love radio. I love, uh, I love uh, and Joe and I both listen to Coast to Coast uh, AM on KFI out here 
Uh, it's it's national. It's worldwide actually now at this point. George Actively Norway. control radio on ninety eight seven. Yep. Well, that's what I was going to get to. But uh, Joe, I was saying to you that the reason I like listening to radio at night is, uh, and I've never poss- I've never really conveyed this well to people, but you did it really well tonight. Uh, I like the fact that I hear someone's voice and I and callers calling in and talking about these weird things because it makes me feel like I don't know the world's kind of still going on while I'm falling asleep. And it's a comforting feeling. And you had a kind of a, a nice way of well, describing like radio and the spirit of radio, if you will. Well, it's that whole it's that whole thing of like when you go to New York City, some people love it and some people yeah. hate it. They're like, I can't sleep in my apartment or I yeah. can't sleep in or I can't sleep in my hotel because there's constant noise. And then if you're someone like me, or it sounds like someone like you, like I love knowing that the people and the streets are still moving and everything around me is still going on. And it goes from like I'm going to bed darkness alone feeling to like i'm kind of just taking a nap while while everyone else keeps going Mm -hmm. you know and and you know i have great sleeps um with radio being a kid you know and growing up with radio my my dad always had sports radio on i mean he was able to like growing up it was the sound of static all the time like he would just be pulling in a game i don't even know how he did it it was like do we have a special antenna on our house because he would he'd be getting like a signal in in northern california from like st louis you know and it it was before like you know the internet and like and then it's going to this tower like this is literally the station like it's three hours ahead you can tell you know Uh and uh and and as a kid I, I just that feeling of hearing a voice and 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 hearing people call in. It's the same like feeling of like when you're at your school, your high school, when you're a kid, and like you're like there during the day, and you're like, oh wow, here we are, we're all here. And then I don't know if any of you remember this, but like you know, you you forget a book or you know something, and like you have to go back yeah. to your school at dark. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're walking in those hallways, <laughs> and you can feel everyone's energy because it's still in the universe. It's still cruising yeah. around. I mean, like they had to have done a show like that on Coast to Coast. It's like. You know, you're walking around, you can feel all the energy, but it, the people aren't there. And that's the thing I think that like radio uh, fills that void when you go to bed at night. It's and, real time. And it's, it's real time yeah. and the people are there and it's like it just like the world's still moving. It's the same reason. And you know you're seriously an old man when you get in your car and you want to listen to like, you know, 1070 mm-hmm. and they do the traffic report every 15 yep. minutes because you just want to know what's going on in the 405. The even, <laughs> even though you know it's it's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, and I only mention this because Joe has a uh, an actual FM radio show. Yes, I'm on 98.7. That's FM. right, 98.7 out here yep. in, in LA. Yeah. So Joseph, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like hey, you've been fantastic. So, uh, your show, California Calling, sounds interesting. Can I possibly see it this month? Absolutely. Um, in fact, you can come to the world famous comedy store uh, May 25th, and I'm going to be in the main room. Uh, show starts at 8 p.m. Sandy Danto's going to uh, do a little bit before me, and then I'll be doing California Calling. If you want to get tickets and check out any information, and the most important part, I think, is seeing the clips of what I do and how I do it. Um, I encourage all of you to go to CaliforniaCalling.net, um, and you can check out the clips of the show there. And uh, also, you know, I'm on Facebook, Joe Sib. You can check me out there um i'm not the asian girl named joseph uh, you know there isn't there's I an wish. asian girl named that, joe that's who i tried to get joseph. on the show <laughs> it happens all the who time would name an asian girl shows up. Joe. yeah uh, you know and um and you can also follow me on twitter joseph 22 because i'm doing so many 
amazing things that I need to Twitter about them constantly. Nice. And uh, SideOneDummy.com. SideOneDummy Records. Uh, if yeah, any of the bands I've talked about or any of the music that we've talked about tonight, um, definitely stop by SideOneDummy.com. Um, I definitely feel that there's something there for everyone. Um, we have so many great artists, so many great new artists. Uh, we got a new band called Title Fight that's like a th- like almost like these kids. They're, well, they're not almost. They're these kids from Pennsylvania doing like this Gorilla Biscuits straight edge, just so great. And then we have The Sounds, who are an amazing band um, from Sweden that we just began working with. And then we started working with these guys from Brazil called Brothers of Brazil that I absolutely love. And then last but not least, um, a new band I want everyone to check out, J.D. McPherson. If you ever loved Little Richard, imagine Little Richard is now from Chicago and he's 32 years old and he's amazing. Sweetness. And he's crazy about a Northside gal Dude. from what I hear. <laughs> everyone check out that nothing video. but a country boy. Yeah. yeah. J.D. McPherson. But he's more than that. <laughs> J.D. McPherson. <laughs> All right, Joseph, thank you so much thank for you. coming yeah, out. Thank you. Yeah, Joseph. <laughs> All right, now you guys get out of here. And stick around, everybody, because we're about to have the Fort wrap-up. Yeah. here for Prosper Town. <laughs> yeah. Howdy, everybody, it's the Ford Wrap-Up. Oh, no, look here. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, you make a very nice horse. Yeah. That's his mouth. It's a, it's a two-legged horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, if we do it together, it's a full horse. Okay. So okay, you ready? Okay. Right. See, I, 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 I was the butt. I can produce, actually, I, a horse. You were the butt. Yeah. I was picturing that in my head. You guys want to hear a horse? Okay, go. No, that's someone bored at a desk. That sounds like somebody, somebody. That's a fucking horse. Man. That sounds like somebody buried underground listening to a horse. <laughs> that sounds like a girl on Kevin's speed dating date. <laughs> hey, oh. Um, one girl did have big teeth. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she had big teeth. <laughs> Wait, really? Like, yeah, like horse? horse teeth? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't point it out to her, but I think she knows. <laughs> I would hope you wouldn't point it out to her. You're like, hey, you get some mean ass chompers. What? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Just like, uh, do you want any coffee? No, these cubes will do fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only giving you two stumps. Clump, clump. How old are you? <laughs> and then it used up the whole three and a half minutes. Yeah. So she, was, she was in her mid 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kevin, you, you are hoping that one girl gets back to you. I hope that happens. I yeah. There's a uh, there's three that I'm that I have my oh three hopes tagged on. Yeah, three mm. three cute ones that it seemed like we got along. Okay, but but there was competition. You know, there's a lot of guys there. Yeah, taller than me, more handsome, more more well dressed, more you know. composed. Yeah, but, but there's also well, a lot of weird foreigners. So I'm like, were ah, you those sweating guys at all during it? Or no? I, I almost, how are they more more composed than you? Well, I, I almost passed out during one of them. What? Yeah, I I, I got faint toward, really? towards the end. You yeah. got like white and pale? Well, because, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of endurance, you know, that goes into speed dating. I mean, this isn't like an athletic competition. <laughs> but I was kind of on I mean, an empty stomach and like, yeah, like one of the, and I'm standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. And then like towards the end, I, I sat down and I felt myself get a little woozy. Like I almost passed out right there on the table. And I'm like, oh shit, you yeah. gotta be careful. Because that would be really embarrassing. Yeah. You know, the worst thing I ever did on a date. What? Hit. I was out on a, on a date with a very hot girl. And then you just started. How hot was she? Extremely hot. Like, she was so hot that an, an iron could learn a thing. She or two had like, her. I mean, she had these amazing legs. She was very hot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So intimidatingly so. Yeah, I, I took her to a restaurant, and I was kind of nervous actually because she was pretty hot. Mm-hmm. 
So I did this ridiculous thing um, when we walked into the restaurant. Um, we walked in together, and then she sat down, and it was one of those. It was a table with four chairs, like you could sit on either side, right? I sat down right next to her on on her side. Oh, party file. Exactly. Oh. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, no. And then, you, you, just, know, you wanted to be close to you her. You went from zero to Creepazoid instantly. Instantly. I didn't even from think From zero about, to more zero. I was so nervous. Like, I just I just instantly sat next to her. And then she's like, what are you doing? Oh, and then she called I was you out like, on you know, it. Yeah, she called me out. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I got up and then sat across from you her. never apologized to a girl. Yes, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I made so many mistakes Just that night. weakness. <laughs> exactly. After she got to know me a little bit, she started to like me a little bit better. But uh, and then we went to uh, we went to a bar after yeah, that. Usually it's the opposite because like people like your look, and then they get to talking to you, and they're like, I don't like you anymore." She, she got like after we went we went to a, a bar like afterwards. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. We went we went to a bar afterwards, and then. Uh, she uh, her leg fell uh, fell asleep, and what? she had very nice legs. Was she taking a poop? No, she just fell asleep. <laughs> was she? Was so she, I started. Was she said she asked me to massage her leg, so I started massaging her leg. Well, that's a good sign. That's a hint. And uh, it was it was a very sensual leg. I nice. gotta admit, like and one of the best I've you know. Was that your your hottest PDA ever? I don't know if it's the hottest, but you know it was it was a, it was a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went back to her apartment and. Uh, oh. She gave me a kiss on the lips, and that was it. God and damn! Was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sexiest story. So I, I never know what really is. That was the, me jizzing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I was in New York. Uh, hey! Uh, just yeah. recently, Ed had a big tour in New York. Touring Ed Galvez. <laughs> this guy is not just a stand-up comic. He tours. He he goes across the country. He he wows people from coast to coast with his <laughs> special blend of nice guy humor. And, and by wow, they're like, wow, he's really sticking to it. Like, he's, uh, <laughs> despite is, what anybody says, he's still trying to do comedy. <laughs> wow. Ed, wow. Ed, all I can say is wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very stand-up comedian. You're a very good stand-up comedian. I, I know. Yes. <laughs> it's weirder when you say it because it's like, then like, yeah, Ed, I feel like you feel that I need reaffirming. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Mike, if, no. if you're giving Ed a compliment, you, you got to put a little healthy sarcasm into it like all right ed, ed you are a shitty comedian anyway why would happened? you say no, that that's the opposite of what you're supposed, you're supposed to go like no ed's a really good comedian i mean like he's not the best he kind of sucks like, he's probably in the bottom 10 somewhere but hey he's all right he's, he's very good if you can't understand english yeah <laughs> exactly ed, how, why would i say that <laughs> how was your tour in new york oh it was it was uh, i had i had a ton of fun it was yep. it was uh the city is wonderful it, it was uh the shows were all fun um but like talking with, the, I I didn't really have any like major romantic uh, things. But uh, one of the things that happened was uh, I was okay. Here's what happened: I was uh, my friend uh, let me have her apartment while she went to Paris. I showed up there on a Thursday, and you so, ha- you sat for a cat. Yeah, and yeah. she went to Paris, so she's like, "Watch my cat, and you can have the place to yourself while good, I'm good, gone." Yeah. Cat so, sat. Yeah, so w- what we did that night, like we we went to a couple shows, and then afterwards we went to this bar that was like really close to the place, and it was an awesome bar. Like it was just like like five dollars for like a shot and a beer, and it was like a, nice, like really cheap, really good bar food. So like every night, like like I would do my shows and whatever, and. And and it'd be fun, and then I'd get home like around like two in the morning, and I'd be like, "Well, I'm not ready to go to bed," uh, and so then I would just go there, and like 
I went there like every night, and every night there was always something uh, like fun that would happen, or like like some like some like crazy fight, and there was like puddles of blood everywhere. And I was like, whoa, yeah, that, that's I'm just feel bad for that guy, but Wait, that was you interesting. Wit- you witnessed fights there, like well, one night, oh, and then like another night there was like a um uh like I was I was just sitting at the bar, and then this girl came up to me and she's like you do stuff at ucb and i was like yeah but two years ago <laughs> and uh and uh uh she's like i know you i've seen you i know i've seen that's you. cool and that she like, recognizes yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, so awesome. then yeah uh so she was being very very polite she was very cute and very uh she was awesome but she was 23 and oh. uh, which was which was that's not bad though i mean you're not that old I'm, i mean well, hold on um her friend got crazy drunk so then they had to take off and i was just like oh man um so then uh <laughs> but we kept we exchanged phone numbers and she's like i'll come to your show tomorrow so she actually came to the show the next day and uh um but her and her friend were so hungover that they weren't drinking so it was it was kind of awkward because they were just kind of like uh and my show wasn't that that hot that night it wasn't mm-hmm. bad it was just kind of like a like a low energy show right. and then um so but, that but, one that would get the women wet yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i did do my stand up like this one was so, so baby girl you know what's the deal with that <laughs> that's exactly how it went but anyway um so then afterwards we were talking and uh and that's when her 23ness came kind of came out oh. Oh, yeah. She was just like uh, the topic of bubble gums came up, and she was uh, she was like, you know what? I just figured out that Bubba Gumps, the restaurant, came after the movie. I thought they were just putting that as part of history that this restaurant had been around for so long. No, oh, exactly. God. And so, oh no, so there was like a bunch of stuff like that that like my instincts were to make fun of her. Yeah, but then I was just like. <laughs> No, you're obviously a young, naive person. So, like, I just—I don't want to make you feel bad. You can yeah. forgive that a little bit, though, right? I mean, well, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. it wasn't like she was like, "Take my pussy," and I'm like, "No, yeah. you don't know about Bubba Gumps." But, <laughs> yeah. but it was definitely like things, just like, "Oh, this is, God, like there is an age difference." Yeah, uh, it's an age difference. And then thing, she's yeah. like, "I," she's like, "I barely found out like a month ago that Jenny died of AIDS." I was like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, <laughs> "She's like, well, I was like in grade school when I saw it the first time," and I was like. Ugh. <laughs> but but she was very sweet. She was very polite, and and and, and she was a Forrest Gump fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. All we talked about was Forrest Gump. <laughs> but yeah. then, like another night, like uh, I was. I was there and I was talking to these two girls and they were saying that she was uh, that they were lesbian lovers. But girls say that shit all the time. And um, always trying to impress. Yeah. So then we were talking about the Bill Hicks documentary, ah. and then she, she's like, "What'd you think?" And I was like, "I thought it could have been summed up in a. I thought I liked it, but it could have been summed up in yeah. Like me a half and Ed an saw it at Sunset Five. I didn't yeah. like it." I was like, it could have been summed up in a half an hour. And then she slapped me. And I was like, what? I was like, what the hell? She was like. In the like, face? Yeah. But it wasn't like. Like like a hard slap? It wasn't or? crazy hard. Like, like like I slipped her to the dick. Like it didn't but, hurt. But it was playful. But it was hard enough to be like, wait a minute. But but uh, not hard enough for me to be like, like, <laughs> like I'm fighting back, you know? Yeah. And then she's like, say that you love Bill Hicks. Oh, like, First of all, don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> second of all. Well, that's really weird. Yeah. Well, and, she was, and she was sober. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, she was definitely drunk. Oh, never. But, okay. but, but, uh, but then I was just like, no. So it was like, I, I totally uh, appreciate him and respect what he did. I didn't grow up with him, so watching this, so it's just like, like, yes, he did a lot of great stuff, but I didn't grow up with it. So I'm, I'm, right. I, like, I, I appreciate it and I, I'm grateful for it, but I, I don't love it, you know. And she's like, say he's the greatest thing ever, and I'm like, no. And then she slapped <laughs> me again, and then I was like, two slaps, yeah. And I was like, I was like. Please stop it. And then she was, she, because she, she kind of like laughs and giggles every time. And then I was like, 
look, and she was like, say that you love him. And I was just like, look, I'm definitely not going to say that because, first of all, you're just some drunk girl I just met tonight, and I'm not going to kiss your ass. Yeah. So then she tried to slap me a third time, so I grabbed her hands, and then, like, <laughs> I was just like, please stop it. You're making this really awkward. And then she started making out with me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And then her lesbian lover was, or whatever, if they were actually lesbian or not, got got pissed off, and then they took off. But <laughs> Oh, it was, just, it was just like a little kid pulling on the pigtails, even though they really liked the girl. And so she was slapping you because yeah, she, she wanted to get in. You went, she wanted you inside you. So she wanted you inside her so bad that it was sexually <laughs> frustrating her. So she was just looking for reasons to slap you, just to just to touch you. She uh, just wanted to touch you. Or she was just some crazy drunk girl at a bar <laughs> at three in the morning. I'm explaining her crazy motivation. <laughs> I'm explaining her crazy drunk thought process. But uh, but yeah, so that that was my that was the extent of my dating. Well, that's cool. My <laughs> cool. It's like oh, that happened. I I made out with a crazy drunk girl in uh, New York when we went out there for uh, for their improv festival one time. Oh no, what happened? You never told us this. But you were Rufus when what you happened? Did that. What no, happened? What happened? What happened? Rufus? No, you were Rufus. Let no, him no. talk. What happened? Oh uh, yeah, go. No, no. I mean, it's not a huge story, but yeah, it was at the it was at the UCB, and it was the final night of the improv festival. So you know where they have their big party, and uh, and it was this girl, and she had booze, and she, I was like, oh, because uh, they ran out of booze. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, she's got boobs. So we went over and I'm like, like chatting and then, her up. And then he found out that she had boobs. And he was like, oh, she has yeah. boobs. <laughs> she has boobs and boobs. <laughs> and then there was this other guy who wanted the booze too. So we were both kind of like competing, you know, ch- chatting her up, competing. competing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the competing part was the, is the best part of the story. Because then later, because then later, we're we're all we're all dancing like on the dance floor, you know, like kind of like blah blah blah. And uh, and then the other guy who I'm competing with. He grabs like he grabs her arm and like tries to start dancing with her, and then she's like, "Yeah!" She like pushes pushes him off, and then she like just like runs over to me and just starts making out with me like right in front of him. And I'm like, "Yeah, I won! I'm prettier than you, other guy. I'm prettier than you. I'm better than you. Yeah, drunk girl picks me to kiss, not you." She's like, "Quit saying that and make out with me." <laughs> I'm like, "Get off me for a second! I want this guy to know what I'm thinking while I'm kissing you." <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm thinking about you while I'm kissing her. I just want you to know that while i'm kissing her i'm picturing you okay what i can't hear what you're saying i'm thinking about you i'm kissing her but i'm thinking about you what it's so loud at this dance floor i can't hear what you're saying even though i'm kissing her i just want you to know that you are all i'm thinking about and you're on my mind and i can't get you i can't get you out of my head and i'm gonna kiss this girl right now but i'm thinking about you you love me i'm thinking about you (laughs) no no it's not love i'm just thinking about you okay like let's ditch the skank and you and me hook up no no i just want to picture your face while I'm kissing this girl's face. I'll I want to picture, picture your, your face. face while I'm jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like it may not, it may not sound like I won, but I won. Kevin kissed a Kevin. <laughs> you 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 fucking won, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. So Hell anyway, yeah. thank you so much for listening to the Fort Podcast. As always, if you're on Twitter, follow us at, at the Fortcast, or um, uh, leave comments on on iTunes, please, uh, or follow us on Tumblr at thefortcast at tumblr Show us that you love us is basically what we're saying. Show yeah, us that you love please. us, please, or just write in and say that you care, and we'll probably mention you. Yeah. Oh oh, um, if you mind, guys, I want to give a little shout out to my mother. Yeah, she just started listening to the fort, so I was wondering if we could do a little uh, introduction to Kevin's mom. Say like, "Hello, Kevin's mom." Hey, Kevin's hey, Kevin, mom. Hello, Kevin's mom. Can Kevin come out to play? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, for bringing Kevin to us. Uh, too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, thanks, mom, for uh, hanging out. And uh, well, that everybody, the uh, sun's starting to set. The uh, 
the tumbleweeds are a tumbling. The uh, the the crows are a crowing. Hey, 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 Pa! Why do I feel like a burrito? <laughs> well, because you've been wrapped up, son. <laughs> yeah, that was oh. the Ford wrap up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>